0: Somebody just love him right now. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your voice and give him praise. If you believe that there are greater things coming, if you believe that God is going to pour out greater blessings in your life. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. I was thinking about a passage of scripture. And it's something that I had never really seen before until I heard it in this light and I have just meditated on it. Next week, we'll bring an, a financial gift to the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I say it kind of in passing so much, but God gives us an opportunity to sow seed into his kingdom. And where there is seed, there comes a harvest. And... Um, If you read the story of Cornelius, uh, this had never really jumped out uh, out at me until recently. The Bible says um, in the narrative, and, and I'll paraphrase it, but the Bible says that speaking unto Cornelius, thy prayers and thine alms have come up as a memorial before God. We have talked about and heard about and heard it taught about memorial prayers. Prayers prayed for a long time. And God finally pours out the answer to that prayer. But that's not all that got the attention of God. It was his prayers and his giving, his alms, that rose up as a memorial before God. And when I sow into the kingdom of God, I can expect greater things coming than what I have sown into the ground. And at sooner or later, in the life of Cornelius, Cornelius, it was his prayers and his alms that resulted in revelation coming to his life and not just him being saved, but his entire household being saved. Never discount the seed that you sow into the kingdom of God, when you bring your gift to the Lord on a, on a weekly basis or every other week, when you bring that tithe and offering to the Lord, you've got to understand that's not just a little bit of seed, and that and that is seed, but understand that it is coming up as a memorial before God, and it gets the attention of God. And there will come a time where that, that memorial that is that comes up, to the Lord is poured out on you in one way or another. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. It's not just money I'm giving but it's a memorial that's going up before the Lord. Every time I hear the voice of God in my life, every time He speaks to me, I can thank all of that seed that I put in the ground because there's a good chance He's speaking to me because He's seeing that memorial that's coming up before Him. Praise God. I'm believing God for greater things. When I sow, there's something greater that's coming. I'm believing that God is going to pour out greater blessing upon me. I believe that this is not the best there that there has been, but our greatest uh, uh, revivals, our greatest church services, our greatest uh, 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 existence is not in the past, but it is before us. It is set before me. How many believe that this morning, that God has something greater for you in the future? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Stand with me this morning. I, uh, I woke up Thursday morning at 5.08. When I looked at my phone, I le- woke up, and I have never quite had it happen to me just like this, where as soon as I woke up, before I even opened my eyes, you ever wake up sometimes, and you, you're, you're awake, but you haven't opened your eyes yet? Because you're trying to delay the inevitable but i before i before i opened my eyes and i laid there with my eyes shut for a few seconds and and what the lord began to speak to me was so very clear what i'm going to preach uh, uh, to us this morning uh it, it's not anything uh, uh, brand new but i i do uh want to obey the holy ghost this morning uh the book of job i'm going to read uh begin reading uh verse number 1 and i'm going to kind of skip through sister bliss so um That's why I just put Job 1 in there. We'll read a few verses of Scripture. And uh, the Lord's going to speak to us today. And uh, I do feel a word from the Lord. I give honor to the bishop this morning. Thank the Lord for uh, covering of authority in my life. Job, Job chapter 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. There were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Verse number seven. No, verse number six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. The Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only Upon himself put not forth thine hands, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. I want to read also uh, from the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. Praise God. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Everybody say, shall flow rivers of living water. I want to preach this morning for a few moments from this title, The Expected End. The expected end. The expected end. Praise God. Put your Bibles down one more time. I wonder if you lift your voice with me today. The presence of the Lord is here this morning, but I wonder if we can lift our voice one more time to Him. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that our ears would be able to hear what the Lord would say to us today. Give us ears to hear this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for your spirit that we feel. We thank you for your word that is about to go forth. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that your word would talk to us in a fresh and a new way this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your spirit today. I thank you for your word this morning. Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you that blessings are on the way, that your word will not come back void. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I wonder if we could clap our hands one more time to the Lord and give him praise right now. that was our courtesy praise. I wonder if we could do that one more time to the Lord like we really mean it this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you today. Lord, we glorify you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we bless you in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be seated this morning. The expected end. The only reason why God would suggest Job unto Satan was because God had the ultimate advantage over Satan in that he already knows the end from the beginning. When he looked at Satan and said, Have you considered my servant Job? God knew the end of the story before it would even play out. Satan does not know the end from the beginning other than that he has but a short time and at the end of the story he is going to be cast into outer darkness and he is going to spend eternity in torment. That's the end that he knows, but he does his best in between. To uh, uh uh to try to deceive and and try to uh, uh do everything he can to destroy humanity, and in this uh, uh up in this particular passage of scripture, the story of Job, uh, Satan jumps at the opportunity, and Satan has a way of falling right into the plan of God, time and time and time again. God knows the end from the beginning, and Satan knows that God knows the end from the beginning, and yet time after time he will fall into the plan of God, and God will use Satan and his lack of knowledge to accomplish the will of God in our life. And this is the ultimate and, and uh, dare I say, the extreme example of how Satan will be used by God to accomplish the will of God and God get glory at the end of the process. And so the reason that, that God interjects uh, uh, Job into the scenario as, as Satan has been going through the earth to and fro, up and down in it, and, and as he's been uh, checking things out, God says, Have you considered my servant Job? And God had a plan before the story even begins to really unfold in the life of Job as far as Job is concerned, God had a plan for something to take place in Job's life. And Job did not understand at this point the the, the series of events that would begin to happen and everything that would take place in his life that seemingly would take him on a downward spiral, but the plan of God was so much greater than everything Job could perceive with his natural eyes. The plan of God was even greater than the grief he would encounter in the loss of his children and and the devastation that would take place in just a, a... very few short verses of scripture, but you've got to understand at the very beginning of this that God knew and knows the end from the beginning. It's hard for us to kind of wrap our brain around that. The only way for us to kind of get a glimpse or an understanding of that is uh, we understand what it is to stand at the side of the road and watch the parade go by. And as the marching bands come by and as all the different things that, that would be, for example, in our state fair parade go by, it's one thing to watch them come and go. And that's how we see life. That's how we live life. We live life watching things come and go as they do. But, but God is up in heaven and he is watching everything unfold at the same time. We have a certain vantage point, but God is up above watching the end from the beginning and he sees it all happening all at the same time. God has already seen the end of our life. He knows what happens. His foreknowledge and his ability to know the end from the beginning has already taken place. He knows where we began and he knows where we will end. But I want to tell you this morning that he already knows the end from the beginning in your life and the events that have transpired while they come and go from our vantage point that God has an ultimate expected end for our life. Satan cannot do more than what God allows him to do. And this example in Scripture is the best example for that, that Satan only can do what God gives him permission to do. And when God gives the enemy per- permission to, to touch your life or to come against you, it's not because God has nothing better to do so he would entertain himself with the, 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 the trials of his people. No, God allows Satan to even participate in his perfect will Because at the end of the story, God is going to bless his people. There is something that God is going to do that is greater than what is happening right now. And God already sees the end from the beginning. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. If the enemy has come against you, if Satan has come against your life, let me tell you this morning that he only comes against you because God allows him to. And if God allows the enemy to come against you, it's only because he has a greater plan for your life. It's only because there are greater things in your future and there is a process that God will allow to happen in your life so that you can handle the greater things that God is going to give unto you. It would not be a blessing for God to pour out greater things, but you did not have the character to maintain and to hold the blessing that God has for you. It would not be a blessing, but it would be a curse unto you for God to give something to you that would ultimately destroy you. But God will allow things to happen in our life to mold and to shape our character and to mold and shape who I am as a Christian so that when God does bless me, I can maintain and Hold everything that God has given to me. God knew the end from the beginning. John chapter 7, verse number 37 through 38 Jesus is prophesying about the Holy Ghost that would come about the spirit of god that would be poured out upon man. And he's sitting there and he's he's teaching and he said if you drink of this water you'll thirst again but it's 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 there's going to come a time where there will be rivers of living water that flow out of your belly or out of your innermost being, out of who you are and this was the ultimate time where Jesus would be crucified not too long later in a very short uh, amount of time he would be crucified and and the process of 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 moving from the law of Moses and living under the law of Moses uh, uh, into living under grace and living uh, uh, under what god would give unto us that time was very short and and what jesus was prophesying was that the holy ghost would be poured out and and they for the first time ever the, the the Spirit of God would flow out of them up until this time there was not the opportunity or the ability for there to be rivers of living water that would flow out of their innermost being but what Jesus was telling them is I'm going to put something within you and it's not going to be that you are just going to hold my blessings but my blessings are going to pour out of you my spirit is going to flow out of you what God is is telling them there is essentially I'm going to pour my spirit into you and it's going to flow through you. This is the plan and the will of God is that the spirit of God would not just fill me but the spirit of God would flow through me to somebody else that the same blessing, the same anointing, the same spirit of God that I am filled with, God ordained it and designed it and designed me to see simply be a channel that God would flow through into somebody else's life. This is part of the expected end. This is part a critical and a crucial part of the expected end that God is wanting to do through his people is that we would not just be filled with his spirit, but that we'd be we would be a channel or a conduit for his spirit to flow through us. I know uh, hold just just hold with me for, hang with me for just a moment. This will make sense in a moment but I want to tell you that God is not, is not satisfied with us just being filled with his spirit. He's glad that you're filled this morning. If you are in fact filled and if you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost you can receive his spirit and be baptized in his name this morning but hear me today. His spirit is not just to fill us but it is to flow through us rivers of living water are supposed to be bubbling up out of our spirit and out of our innermost being when we are full of his spirit and when we are committed unto him his spirit will flow out of us that's the way he designed it that was his whole purpose was that when we were filled with his spirit we wouldn't keep it to ourselves. I, I, I kind of cringe at moments when I've heard people say something to the effect of, of well you know the Lord touched me and the Lord healed me but I was kind of I didn't want to say anything no 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 that that's the entire purpose for God doing something in your life is so that you will tell somebody God doesn't heal he doesn't save he doesn't deliver just for my own well-being but he does miracles amongst us he does the miraculous in our midst for the express purpose that I would tell somebody about his goodness God doesn't heal people just so they have a better life. God does miraculous works of healing so that somebody may know that he alone is the one that can heal and do miracles. He does the great things in our life so that these rivers of living water can bubble out and can spill out and can pour out of our life. God wants to flow through us in a brand new way. God wants to flow through this church in a brand new way. God wants his spirit to pour out of us like it has never poured out of us before. It is the will of God for us as a congregation to open the doors of the channel of our spirit and to allow the Lord to begin to move through us in a brand new way. It's not fair and it's not right. It's not what God uh, uh, created us to do was just to contain and house the spirit uh, of God, but it it is the will of God for his spirit to pour out of us to somebody else. And and I know that that we are entering into a season and God is kind of, if you will, he's kind of pushing us there and he's kind of forcing us and against maybe how we feel about the matter into a place where he's saying, okay, it's time for there to be a flow of God's spirit out of you. It's time for my spirit to flow out of you like it never has before. But in order for the oil to flow out of the olive, the olive must first be crushed. The book of Isaiah, there's one of the chapters that begins, and it says, I've been down in the wine press alone. I have trodden the grapes all by myself. Sometimes when when the olives or the grapes are being crushed you're doing it all by yourself and it seems like it's lonely but let me tell you that when the grapes are being crushed and when wine is being made when the oil is flow flows out of the olives there's a crushing and there is a loneliness that happens but rest assured this morning that after the crushing and after the breaking after the time alone there is a fresh Flow of oil. There is fresh wine that will flow when the grapes are crushed. When the oil begins to flow out of the olives that are crushed, it will be a fresh oil of anointing. Hallelujah we want to be anointed but we don't want to be crushed we want the oil to flow but we don't want to go through hardship and loneliness and isolation I've come to tell you that this church has not gone through pain for nothing but I've come to tell us in the Holy Ghost there's a fresh flow of oil that's about to flow out of this congregation there's fresh wine that's going to flow from the grapes that have been crushed I know you fought, I know you've struggled. I know the tears have fallen and you thought nobody knew, but you've just been down in the wine press alone and you've been trotting out the grapes, but I've come to prophesy to somebody. I've come to prophesy to this congregation that there's fresh oil, there's fresh oil, there's fresh wine that's going to flow out of your spirit. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, somebody love him right now! Out of your belly's gonna flow rivers of living water! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God wanted to bless Job, and Satan fell right into his plan. But God knew that maybe if Job had double of what he had, pride might have got the better of him. He, you see, he already, he already was concerned about his family. If you read through Job chapter 1, You'll see that Job made sacrifices for his children in case they had accidentally or without realizing what they had done, disobeyed or cursed God. So he was one that even gave sacrifices for those that were possibly not even aware of what they should be doing. He was, he was covering his family. He was sacrificing unto the Lord. He was upright before God. But maybe, just maybe, the problem in his life was all that he was worried about was what what he had in his own circle and surrounding maybe it was job the, the problem in his life that that stood between him and a greater blessing was that all he was worried about was his children and his his goods and and yes he did love the Lord yes he was upright before God but God wanted to expand something in his life God wanted to 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 to, to uh, uh, allow the borders of his life to be enlarged and he wanted to bless him but there also had to be something else that that came out of the life of Job. Job took care of his family. He had many servants, and the Bible says he was the greatest of all of them in the East. And God wasn't satisfied with him being the greatest in the East. God's no, there's more there. There's more there that, that, that can come out of you. There's there's greater blessing, but there was also a hidden ingredient that God, there, there was something that God was trying to get out of the life of Job. There's something that God was trying to extract out of the depth of his spirit as, 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 God, as God allows Satan to put his hand upon him, and Job's world comes crashing down in just a few moments' time as servants begin to run from all over the place and tell how his animals have been stolen, how his children have have been killed as his servants have been slain with the sword and and, and in just a very short amount of time his world comes crashing down and his life would be forever changed and and as life begins to decline he still doesn't curse God and he still doesn't charge God and and he says naked came I into the world and naked will I return blessed be the name of the Lord and finally when he doesn't do that Satan touches his body and and boils and soar are all over Job's body. He has no more wealth. He has no more children. He has no more things, no more servants, and he's all by himself. And God was allowing this crushing process to happen in the life of Job because there was an expected end. There was a a reason why it was all happening. There was was an expected end in the life of Job. But Job, uh, uh, God allowed these things to happen in the life of Job. And over a period of time, something began to transition in his spirit something began to change in his heart and in his mind as he sat with his friends and as the dialogue happened the Bible lets us in on a little bit of the what Uh, uh, the conversation that happens with his friends as everything is stripped away from him in so many words Job didn't see that one coming The Bible tells us, I'm going to skip to Job 42 and verse number 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Before we read in Job chapter 1 how he gave sacrifices to his children, for his children, he covered his family. But at the end of the crushing process, at the end of everything that happened in his life, after everything was stripped out, it finally comes to the very end of his life, or the end of the book, and in just a very short verse of Scripture after all of the pain and after all of the agony, after all of the hardship and all of the loss and all of the confusion and frustration and after everything that that Job experienced, the Bible just says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Maybe it was God was trying to get Job out of his inner circle and for there to be a flow to someone else than just those that were his. Those that he knew the most and that he covered. Maybe Job was just a little too preoccupied with with his family and making sure they were covered. covered. And I'm not underestimating that, but let me me, uh, say this to us this morning, that God is wanting us to stretch beyond just our little circle. And he's trying to get us to let the Spirit of God flow out of us for somebody other than who I'm comfortable with. For somebody else whom I do not know, maybe God's trying to get our attention and he's trying to say, okay, I'm trying to crush you so that there can be a fresh anointing. And it may be that when the anointing of the Holy Ghost begins to flow into, oh, I have destined you to flow into, that may be what it is that turns your captivity Not until he prayed for his friends. If you read in chapter 42, the Lord was upset with his friends because of what they had been saying. But Job acted as an intercessor for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. It was probably that that, that that the Lord said okay He has transitioned And changed enough To where I can give him What I really wanted to give him In the first place He has he's experienced enough Of, of the pain and, 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 and the things in life That have brought tears to his eyes And questions to his mind And he has handled it The right way He has not forsaken me he has walked with me. And I'm talking to a group of people that you have gone through hardship. You have had questions in your mind. And I've come here and I know who I am addressing today. And I know that many of you have cried tears when nobody else knew. I know a little bit of it, but the truth of it is, is I probably don't know the fullness of it or even close to that. But I've come today with the word from God that the expected end of the Lord is that you will be blessed. It's not because God is trying to be cruel to you. It's because God is allowing fresh oil to be crushed out of your spirit. He's allowing your your life to be put into a place. He's not trying to harm you or hurt you. But the wine that flows out of the grape and the oil that flows out of the olive only flows out of it because there's a process of crushing. It's because there's a process of it being broken. And after it is broken and after it is crushed, then the oil begins to flow out. Then the wine is made out of the crushed grapes. I've come to tell you that there is an expected end. There is a place where God says okay it's over and now the blessing is going to come but I've come to tell you today to the individual and to the congregation that God is moving us as a body into a place where the anointing that has been built up within us that God has poured into us is going to be poured into other vessels that are hungry God is going to use you and the anointing that he has poured into you and the crushing that has happened, that sweet anointing, that sweet anointing oil is going to flow out of you and other people that do not know Jesus are going to feel what it feels like for the anointing oil to run down them as you talk to them and teach them the word of God. God is going to allow you to change lives because of his spirit. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. There's coming a time, and it's not far away, where God's going to say, okay, you've dealt with the tears You've come back to my presence when you're frustrated. You've come back to my presence. You have been faithful, even though you didn't have answers, even though you sought for them, even though a lot of things went wrong and you tried to connect the dots. There is an expected end. There is a place where God turns the captivity. And he, he, you don't just have what you had before, but God says, okay, now I can trust you with twice what you had before. Where God looks at you and says, okay, there's blessing coming. There's something that's on the way. There is an expected end because you've allowed yourself to be crushed and you and you have not charged God and you have not walked away and gotten angry at God and said, God, uh, why have I even served you? But, but while even though you have been confused and why you haven't been able to make sense of it, I've come to tell us as a congregation that there's fresh oil that's going to flow. There's there's prayers that are going to come out of you. Your prayer is going to shift from me and mine to theirs and theirs and theirs. My prayer is not no longer going to be about just Lord save me, Lord help me, Lord touch me, Lord do this for me. But it's going to be Lord touch them, Lord save them, Lord deliver them, Lord help them. And when my focus shifts from me to them, him then there is a captivity that is going to change then my life is going to be different and the blessings of God are going to be poured out in my life. Somebody lift your hands to the Lord right now and lift your voice to him if the Lord is speaking to you right now. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment right now. Hallelujah. 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 God is not angry at you. He's not trying to torture you. He's not trying to make your life bad just because he has nothing better to do. But my God, the way that he does it, is he may allow things to happen in my life, but the only reason he allows things to happen in my life is to balance my spirit for what he wants to give me. He only allows things to come into my life that will balance out my spirit because his blessing is going to come. But he does not want his blessing to be a curse that would cause me to be lost. He wants his blessing to last in my life. And so there comes a time where the Lord turns the captivity the Lord turns the captivity and the blessings come stand with me this morning I'm telling you this morning that there is an expected end that you can rejoice today. That God is going to pour out his blessing upon you. That fresh oil is going to flow out of your spirit. That it hasn't been for nothing. but I've come to tell us today that God is going to pour out His Spirit. Hallelujah. I want if you'd gather with me around this altar this morning. There's a fresh flow of oil that's going to come out of your spirit. That there's a fresh flow of the spirit of God that's going to come through you. God does not allow the crushing to happen for no reason. But as the tears have flowed, as the frustration has mounted, as you have fought your way through a lot of scenarios and situations, it is all for an expected end. It is all for the reason that there is a fresh flow of the Spirit of God that's going to come out of you. I wonder if you'd lift your hands all over the room right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would move us into the place that you have intended for us to be. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. There's going to be fresh oil that comes out of you. There's going to be fresh anointing that flows through your spirit. I know the crushing has been hard, but there is an expected end. There is an expected end. Hallelujah. I know the, 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 tr- the struggle has been hard, but there's fresh oil. There's fresh wine that's going to flow from every crushed grape in your life. I wonder if you lift your hands with me right now. In the name of Jesus, I know it's been a struggle. Come on, somebody lift your hands as high as you can get them to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, I pray that the fresh oil will begin to flow. Hallelujah, the gifts of the Spirit are going to operate not here in the church, but they're going to operate at someone's kitchen table. They're going to operate in someone's living room. They're going to operate on your job. God is going to speak through you. God is going to minister through you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, he's going to turn your captivity. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. around. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's for a purpose. It's for a reason. God is going to get glory. God's going to get glory out of it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God is wanting to tell somebody there's fresh oil that's coming out of this. There's fresh oil that's coming out of the crushing. There's a fresh flow that's going to come out of your spirit. Hallelujah. I wonder if we gather in real quick. Gather in a little closer with me right now this morning. God is wanting to seal this in somebody's spirit today. I'm not trying to tell you this morning that you're going to leave and everything's going to be changed today. But if you will embrace the cross, you will embrace blessings later. The tears are going to flow sure. But I'm telling you, fresh oil is going to flow out of you. The purpose of my life is not so that God can give me stuff. The purpose is that so my prayer and the flow, the direction of my flow will change. The magnitude of my flow is going to change. And yeah, the blessings will be there. But the flow is going to be greater than the blessings. The flow that comes out of your spirit is going to be the focal point of your life. It's not going to be about the things and the stuff and the blessings, however they materialize. But I wonder if you just lift your hands to the Lord right now and say, God, I want your flow, the flow of your spirit to come through me. Lord, I want the expected end to be a greater flow of anointing to somebody that's lost, to somebody that needs to feel your spirit, to somebody that needs to feel the miraculous power of God. In the name of Jesus, He In the name of Jesus, Lord we're coming to a a, a place in history in this city where the flow is going to be greater, where the flow is going to be greater, where we're going to be used greater by you than we've ever been used before. Somebody declare it in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody declare it in the Holy Ghost right now. Lord, I'm going to be used. I declare a greater flow of your spirit. I'm going to be used by you in the name Grab somebody by the hand next to you, and I just want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Let it flow out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's a flow of the Holy Ghost, there's abundance, there's blessing, there's power, there's miracles, hallelujah, it's coming in the name of Jesus, there's increase that's coming in the name of Jesus, there is an expected end, it's coming in the name of Jesus. It's gone, it's gonna be worth it all. Oh, it's gonna be. Oh, yes, it's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. Oh, yes, it's gonna be worth. Every long time. Every heartache. Every heartache Oh, it's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. Lift your voice and sing it. It's gone, it's gone. Oh, yes, it's going to be worth it all. Oh, it's going to be worth it all. Happy day. Oh, yes, Lord, it's going to be worth every heartache, every heartache. Oh, it's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. Somebody just lift your voice and give God praise right now. Hallelujah. God's going to turn it. God's going to turn it. When God is finished, he's going to turn it around. When his plan is accomplished, he's going to turn it around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to do something so powerful. Job said in 23 and 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Tell you, when we come through this, yes. when we come through this, we're not going to be the same church. God's wanting to do something so much greater than we've ever seen. Well, our flesh wants to have gold, He wants to make us gold. We want stuff. We're wanting something special. God's, wanting to, God's saying, I'm wanting to make you something special. God's wanting to pour out His blessings and His favor and His abundance. But it may be that the Lord just says, okay, I need to allow situations to happen. Well, no, I'm not maybe. I know this is what is happening. Because God's gr- plan and His purpose is greater than what we've ever seen. But When the dust settles... And when he's tried us, maybe right in the middle, and Job 23 is kind of right there in the middle of the book, right in the middle of the darkness, you need to say what Job said to yourself when he's tried me. Make that declaration to yourself when he's tried me. I will come forth as gold. He knows where I'm at. He knows the way that I take. He knows exactly everything that's going on. And when this is all said and done with, I'm going to be somebody that I was not before. I'm going to be more stable than I've ever been. I'm going to be stronger than I've ever been. Uh, there, there's going to be a greater flow of the Holy Ghost through me than there has ever been. I'm going to be a no- more anointed than I've ever been. I'm going to teach more Bible studies than I've ever taught. I'm going to win more people than I've ever won. I'm going to be p- more productive than I've ever been in my life. When I get through this, Satan, you better watch out because when this is over, I'm going to wreck your kingdom. I'm going to do something I've never done. When i am tried, I will come forth as God. When this is said and done, God, you're going to do something more powerful through me than you've ever done before. If that's what you desire right now, one more time, lift your hands to the Lord and lift your voice. God, when this is over, I'm gonna be something I never was before. You're you're gonna do something greater through me than you've ever done before. In the name of Jesus, there's a greater flow. There's greater blessing. There's greater anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. your hands one more time to the Lord this morning.